Hello everyone and welcome to Living on the Altar. This is your host, Lena Cole, and I can't wait to share with you what the Lord has been teaching me through His Word. Today we're going to start our series, Oh You Little of Faith. And in this first episode, we will be talking about how Jesus connects fear with a lack of faith and how we need to remember that our God is with us in the middle of the storm. So let's go ahead and start with scripture. Today's passage is Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? How many times have we said to God with our words or our actions and thoughts, God, do you not care that we're perishing? I would guess that at least once we have questioned God in our suffering and in our limited knowledge and our limited power to change situations, we tend to question God because we think that there is no way that God would want suffering for us or we may think that we don't deserve it. And although God, as our good Father, would not send suffering just because He wants to see us suffering, God does use those difficult situations to draw us near Him and to make us understand that our fortress is Him and not our own strength. The first thing we see in this passage is Jesus telling His disciples to go to the other side. So it was His idea, and we know that Jesus being fully God he knew that the storm was coming. It wasn't a surprise for him. So Jesus asked them to go to the other side, knowing that the storm was coming, that the boats were going to be filled with water, and that the disciples' hearts were going to be drowned in fear. So the storm comes, the water starts filling the boats, and when the disciples went to find Jesus, he was sleeping. Here is where the disciples questioned him because they were drowning and Jesus was just enjoying his nap. However, it is important to note that although their question to Jesus sounded more like a complaint, they still knew that in their difficult situation they needed him. They knew that they couldn't do anything about it, but maybe Jesus could. So then Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind, and told the sea to be still. And then the creation listened to his voice and the storm was gone. We have heard this story enough for us to just read through it and just fly through what Jesus did. But there is no one on earth that would just with his or her words make nature do as they wish. But Jesus being God, he had the authority to command nature to do as he wished. 
Jesus saved the disciples from the storm, and yes, it was a miracle. But after they were saved, Jesus immediately questions their fear and connects their fear to a lack of faith. Like I said before, the disciples knew that they had to look for Jesus, but their hearts looked for him because they were already drowning in fear. The disciples had been spending time with him, they had seen his power, but they did not fully understand and trust his power. Their question to Jesus showed that the storm was strong enough to question Jesus' care for them and his power to save them. They did not fully understand that they were with God on the boat, with the creator that has the authority over his creation. So from the disciples, we can learn that being a Christian does not exempt us from suffering. Being a Christian and having Jesus as our Lord and Savior is not a path to your life without inconveniences and painful situations. The disciples were physically with Jesus and they still went through the storm and later on through persecution. And in the same way, we have this Holy Spirit within us and God has promised to be with us. But we will face difficulties and we will face suffering. But our faith in God is the key to go through those difficult situations, to go through our own storms. I had worked on this reflection back in February 2021. And it was right before I went through my own storm. And again, it wasn't a surprise for God. Uh, but when I wrote it, I felt like my faith was so strong and I felt moved to motivate others to not fear because God is in control. But days after, my faith trembled and crashed. And I didn't finish writing this until a whole year had passed. So in February last year, Texas experienced a snow as it hadn't done in a while. And it was my first snow experience too. And at the time, I had wholesale electricity for my apartment. And although I did have electricity, my bank account was emptied. The day I woke up and saw my bank statements, I tried to call, I tried to email, to chat, to reach my bank or the electricity company, but nothing was working. I was trying so hard to fix it on my own, on my own strength. And I spent the whole day crying and waited on hold and did not solve a thing. The Lord was teaching me that I was not in control. And as Matthew 6, 27 says, Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? I learned the answer to the question that day, and it is no. We cannot add a single hour when we worry, when we are anxious. Once I knew I was not in control, God provided through friends, through church family, and the money came back and everything was well. But God had more for me to learn. A month later in March, I got COVID and it was the I cannot breathe well kind of COVID. I felt strong in the beginning. Um, I was sure that the Lord was going to heal me, but it wasn't until I started having difficulty breathing and feeling lonely at night that I felt weak. 
again. I spent hours crying out to God and praying for health. And the Lord listened to my prayers and he healed me. He heard my cry and everything was well again. However, later in the year, a close friend of mine was in the hospital and she was fighting for her life. And the whole church spent days praying for her. I prayed for her continuously, like I hadn't prayed for anyone in, in a while. And I had faith that the Lord was going to have mercy on her like he did on me. But this time, the answer was no. This time, the Lord's plan was different from mine, and my faith broke. Suddenly, I felt like there was no point in praying or asking anything from God, because at the end, he was going to do his will. Suddenly, I felt like my prayer did not have power or was not heard at all. It was a painful and difficult experience, and I did not know how to get out of it. But the Lord, little by little, brought peace and comfort to my heart, and he taught me that his will is better than my own, even when I don't know why. As human beings, sometimes we cannot comprehend why we suffer, and it is okay. We are not God. But we do have the confidence that our Father in heaven is with us, and he will bring peace, he will bring comfort and provision and healing and joy to those who need it and seek him. We have the confidence that he listens to our prayers and knows our needs better than anyone else. We have the confidence that his will is better than ours. And we surrender our own will to see the blessings that God will bring through the good and bad times. My father once explained to me that faith in the middle of trials is like going to the gym. The more it burns, the more content you are because you know that the results are going to be good. And it is in the same way with our faith. James puts it this way. He says, consider it pure joy, pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be matured and complete, not lacking anything. God does not promise that it won't hurt. But he does promise that the results will be good, and for that, we should be joyful. So yes, our faith in God is the key to go through the storm. It is the Lord who gives us peace to live through the stormy trials. It is the Lord who blesses us and works in our hearts through difficult times to complete his work in our lives. And it is the Lord who sustains us and protects us with his mighty hand in the midst of the storm. So don't let your fear take away the joy God has placed in your life. Don't let the pain and suffering take away your faith in God. Instead, we cling to him. We cling to our creator, and he will sustain us. Because don't forget that God is in the boat with you, and he has the power to say to the storm, be still. 
And we're coming to an end of this first episode in Living on the Altar. And I am so glad you stayed and listened through everything that the Lord has been teaching me. And I hope that this has been a blessing for your life as well. And at the end of every episode, we would like to leave you with a hymn or song that connects directly to what we have been speaking about. So today's hymn is Be Still My Soul. Hear the words of this hymn. Be still my soul, the Lord is on your side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to your God to order and provide. In every change, he faithful will remain. Be still, my soul, your best, your heavenly friend, through thorny ways leads to a joyful end. Be still, my soul, your God will undertake to guide the future as he has the past. Your hope, your confidence, let nothing shake. All now mysterious shall be bright at last. Be still, my soul, the waves and winds still know his voice who ruled them while he lived below.